0: Welcome to the Faith and Mental Health Podcast, where two worlds collide. I am your host, DeAndrea Bolden. Join myself and others as we have relevant, engaging conversation on a variety of topics that are related to faith and mental health. So be sure to tune in weekly and also to subscribe. Did you know that you can listen to this podcast on all major podcast platforms, such as Apple, Google, and even Stitcher? You can even catch this podcast on my YouTube channel. As a listener, please know that we want to hear from you, and we hope that you will reach out with feedback, suggestions, and even ideas for guests and topics that you would like for us to include. Oh, do you mind helping me out by simply sharing this podcast with others? Thank you, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. God bless. All right. Well, hello, hello, hello to all my listeners. Today, we're going to be talking about how to avoid burnout on your nine to five. And my guest today is Dr. Charlene allen Milton. And so I'm going to allow her a moment to introduce herself and let, uh, let you guys know a little bit about her, and then we're going to jump right into the topic.
1: Hello, Ms. Bolden. Thank you so much for this opportunity, and hello to all of your listeners. I am Dr. Charlene Allen Milton. I am a mom, a professor of social work at an HBCU in Maryland. I'm a wife, and I'm also a work-life management coach. And what that means is I help women struggling with balancing work and life To have peace of mind so that they can maximize their potential and so that's what i do a lot of times women may feel um often overwhelmed with balancing um what's happening at work and what's happening at home just like i did when um five years five years ago i was 42 and i had um 2016 I literally had a seven month old August as a matter of fact I had a seven month old that's mm-hmm. when I became a new mom I was planning my wedding to my daughter's husband and I had just acquired my faculty job Wow! so yeah so it was the, at that moment I had embraced all things work life management to help me yeah you I have it, it, yeah, I did, I did. And it it and if it um if it wasn't for attending a leadership conference at my church where um the speaker discerned that I was overwhelmed yeah. and discerned the fact and she came over to me and she prayed for me and she was like you have to surrender to God and you're only going to find strength by getting in his presence every yeah. day. That's what really changed my, my life.
0: Yeah, I think this is a definitely a great, you know, we can just kind of spin off from right there. And so to those that are just tuning in, Um, this is Dr. Charlene Allen Milton, and we are talking about how to avoid burnout with your nine to five. And so I kind of want to chime in with what you were saying, because I think this is a very important topic for now, where a lot of people are working from home, their kids are going to school virtually. Um, some people are even having to work multiple jobs to try to keep a roof over their head. And so I think this is very, um, a very relevant topic for right now as we've been, um, I'm sorry about that, as we've been going through uh, the pandemic and everything that has been happening. And so what are some things? Let's start unpacking this and let's talk about how people can really begin to get a hold of their situation and really get, um, I don't know, just some best practices. there's There's so much that can be said. And so let's just kind of take a step back. Let me, let me take a step back and let's just kind of, what are some tips that you can give to moms and dads about how they can avoid burnout right now with their nine to five during this
1: pandemic? Well, thank you. Um, well, let's talk, when you talk about burnout, we're yeah. talking about being stressed out yeah. to the max yeah, mentally, um, we're stressed out, and let's define stress. I think that's important. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things, my methodology when I work with people is um, educate, it's Mm -hmm. an EES system. It's educate, equip, and support. So let's do some education and let's define stress. Stress is a feeling of emotional or physical tension. And it's coming from an event or a thought. So it can happen because of where we are or how of a thought. And what happens in our emotions or what's happening in our body is going to make us feel frustrated, angry, or nervous. Right. Right. As you stated, we're in a pandemic we're trying to make things work we're trying to appear as things are normal and it's not normal yeah. i don't know about you but i've never lived in a pandemic before right. right i've i don't know what it's like to go to the supermarket constantly wondering wearing a mask gloves i i don't know about that life mm-hmm. right but to try to appear normal that's stressful then we have kid children People like you said, I don't want to repeat what you said, but the tips, right? You know, how many of us have boundaries? Right. Um, one of the things about what I one of the things that I had to learn before I get to the boundaries and is priorities. And I think that's a good place to start. How many of us regarding work and life? right? How many of us realize that the two domains inform each other and that they're not in competition with one another, but they're interdependent. And what I mean by that is when the first 90 days of the pandemic, my Mm -hmm. daughter was home. I had to grade papers because I'm still working. Yeah. So imagine my four-year-old, I'm on the couch with my laptop on my lap, right? I have my phone in the corner of my laptop, you know, video conferencing with my mom while I'm there. And then I have Anastasia wants to um, be on my shoulders and sit down and talk to her grandma while I'm, and I'm like, Mm -mm, something got to give but this is what i'm talking about this is what i'm talking about regarding um priority Mm -hmm. and the fact that work and life are not in competition
0: that's good
1: i could have been like anastasia get off of me don't you see i'm doing my work yeah but my priority is god family work okay, church, work doesn't come before my family,
0: okay,
1: so it's not a competition, so you're saying you, you prioritize, yes, ma'am, right, so that way, it wasn't like, oh my god, get off of me, I'm doing work, because sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, we can become stressed, because we don't have the mental priority of what, um, is we haven't had priority, we haven't prioritized so my family is not in competition with my work
0: right
1: right and so when Anastasia I'm working and Anastasia's like mommy can I please I'll ask her can you wait but then of course we know that and it's like okay I'll put the stuff down because it can wait right so and when we set priorities, that's how we're able to set boundaries, right? Mm. I can keep going um, because boundaries serve two functions: mm-hmm. to protect us, right? Number one, they define us, and they protect us from the from from the bad, from the bad, and they keep the good in, mm. right? Right. So, if we set priorities, then we are able to have boundaries.
0: That's good. That's good. I think this is going to be helpful for for a lot of people, especially those that may be listening that um, are in a situation where their kids are at home and they're not used to their kids being at home and they may be working from home and they're not used to working from home. I think there's a lot of challenges and a lot of hurdles people have to go through. And unfortunately, there's a variety of things that are going on outside of the job, you got, you know, COVID, you got civil unrest. And so even if it's not the job, there could be other things that are causing people to feel very anxious or fearful or stressed. And so one thing I wanted to ask is, can you explain to people how they can recognize if they're burned out or if they're dealing with burnout from their job? Because I think sometimes people will think that it's home, or they'll think it's their spouse, or they'll think it's their children. How can someone identify like, no, this burnout is coming from your job?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, the other thing I've, I I totally forgot to mention is um, a part of my introduction. I've been a social worker since 1997. Good. So that's the other thing that qualifies me mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm a licensed clinical social worker. so that's the other thing that qualifies me. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a b- bachelor's in social work and a master's in social work. But um, I think that one of the things, how can you recognize, you know when your thinking capacity your, uh, your thinking capacity diminishes, when your frustration level increases, and when you, um when you're so tired, you can't even think properly, right? Um, I mean, you can't think properly, like sentences cannot come, even though you have, you're, you're so brain tired. hmm that the like mental sentence, exhaustion? Yes. You're so brain tired, right? Your anxiety levels are up. You're brain tired. You can't find the words for sentences. It's like you can't pull them out. <laughs> you can't pull them out mm-hmm. of the memory deck. Um,
0: what about irritability?
1: Frustration, irritability. Mm-hmm. Um, easily irritable, easily frustrated. Um and you're you're easily um and you find yourself uh feeling isolated, feeling often sad, you know. And um we there is such a thing as pandemic fatigue.
0: Yeah, I'm over
1: it. <laughs> I think it's tiring everybody out. <laughs> There's such a thing as pandemic fatigue. And you talked about all of the things that are occurring. Mm-hmm. At this point, one of the ways to manage that is to turn it off because that gets into our subconscious, which then prevents us from sleeping. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to we have to set boundaries regarding our t- our, our television watching, yeah. the media, how much we consume about all that's happening in yeah in our world today. Um, I also- so do you
0: think that, do you think, I'm sorry, I want to interject. Do you think that maybe people are taking in too much right now? Oh and yeah. maybe it will be good for people to, you know, maybe take a break from television, the news, um, a break from social media. I just think that there's so much going on with people as it relates to their mental health. And I think sometimes we have to start removing things one by one you know what, maybe less on social media, maybe, you know, stop watching the news if you know it's going to have you all upset and and angry or
1: whatever. But some people don't realize that the news is what is called, referred to as a trigger, Mm -hmm. right? And so when we watch the news and then we can't go to sleep at night or we Mm -hmm. are feeling so uh, melancholy, if you will, you know, it's because of the things that we've seen that's in our unconscious and our subconscious that's playing. And I just, I had to set boundaries and I had to stop watching it.
0: That's good. That's I really good. did.
1: Because, um, you know, depending upon various different personalities, especially yeah. if you're empath, like my myself.
0: You feel everything. I
1: feel everything. Yeah. And, you know, I oh I I I I have to turn it off. <laughs> I yeah. feel everything. I feel everything, and I have to turn it off because it's too over. It's literally too overwhelming. I don't know yeah. if you saw um secret secret lives of honey and the bees, secret lives of the bees, or whatever, whatever. But I don't know what you're
0: talking about, I've never watched it though. The secret oh, Lies of bees, I think.
1: Right, but June she cried if she had any bad news, she cried, and I'm not crying, but. I'm holding that in and I, have yeah. to go and I have to let it out in prayer because if I don't-
0: It bothers
1: you. All of these things that we talked about, the melancholy, the frustration, the irritability. Mm-hmm. So what, okay. So if somebody
0: recognizes like, after we're having this conversation, they're like, you know what? I think my job is getting to me because I know that some jobs due to um, COVID-19, they're putting, they're increasing the workload. <laughs> And so people are, are a bit stressed out. And then now people really can't get a break because your job is like, ha ha, you can't call in, you're already at home. And so um, I, I'm wondering, at what point should someone go and book an appointment with a mental health professional, a licensed counselor, um, if it's spiritual, you know, get, get some pastoral counseling? At what point should people do that if somebody's like hey you know what I think that's why because I think that some for some people the stress of their job carries over into their other relationships so it carries over into their marriage carries over into their parenting and so at what points does somebody say you know what I can't keep carrying on like this I got to get some help
1: that's a good question and and all of those things you can also see me a coach too (laughs) right? And so, because I have the background, I have the therapeutic background as well as the coaching background. But also, before I answer the question, it's also important to have hard conversations, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: right? And it's important to have hard conversations at work. Meaning, yes, we are in COVID, right? Yes, we are working from home, excuse me. But what benefits do we know our benefits? What benefits are available to us during this time? Right. Right. We still have vacation time. You know, we still have, you know, what, what benefits are available to us during this time? And can we use them? Mm -hmm. You know, not can we use them, because they are they are they mm-hmm. are our entitlements. Yeah. We find out what they are and by law we use them. Right? To take a break. Um so we need to have those hard for conversations and reg- conversations and regarding work. Some people may have excellent supervisors and administrators and you might be able to say to them, look, I'm overwhelmed. I need, I need off. Or you just take off. And what I mean by that is you have a vacation time. You mm-hmm. have sick time. You have time that is legally yours. And here's the thing though, when you take off, take off. Don't work. Yeah. Don't open the laptop.
0: Because what is
1: happening with the burnout, it's saying that the mind needs a reset. Mm -hmm. You know, it needs to be replenished. And in order to do that, you need literally sleep, lots of water, some good eating, nutritional eating, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and you need to rest. Now, when are things, when do things come to the point where you need external assistance? Because the people that you may, named, you know, um, the people that you name, if one has a spiritual leader, they get set up an appointment at any time to discuss, yeah, yeah. you know. But when things begin to impact your daily living the mm-hmm. point where relationships are impacted yeah. you're not doing the things that you used to do mm-hmm. that's when it's time to seek some someone else yeah.
0: out. a licensed professional
1: a licensed professional yes yes that's
0: good yes I and like I how know. you share that um I like how you share that um when it's starting to impact your life I want to really hit on that part like you know when you get into the point where you know, if you're in grad school or something, you, you, you go down to a 1.0. If, you know, if you're getting to the point where you can't really maintain a job, if you can't really, you know, maintain any relationships, if your hygiene is declining, um, if you're isolating yourself, if you're sleeping and your eating patterns are changing, these are definitely clear indicators that you may need to go and see a mental health professional to help you really um, work through some of this stuff and really, you know, get to the root of the problem. So I like how you shared that because I think people need to realize that's the difference because a lot of times people are like, well, I can just go talk to my pastor. I'm like, yeah, for spiritual things by law, they can, they can counsel on spiritual matters. You know, they have that freedom, but you have to recognize when it's time to go to a licensed professional. Yeah, to to, to
1: deal, to deal with the mind, to deal with the mind, you know, um, um, pastoral counseling deals with the with the soul and spiritual matters, right? Therapy deals with the mind, the ego, the mind, the unconscious mind. Now, both of them have, are married, and I believe that both of them can be coupled because I'm a recipient of um, spiritual counseling um, and all that comes with it, inclusive of deliverance. Mm. And therapy. That's good. Right? And so as Dr. Phillips says that um, Jesus is the, what does she say? Jesus is the, the answer or something and therapy is the strategy. Oh, prayer
0: is a weapon, uh, therapy is a strategy. Strategy,
1: right? Um, so we, they can, they can, they can, they can live alongside each other. We have to when i say we some of us who um are uh some of us who are spiritual only let me say that um may be engaging in a term called spiritual bypassing mm-hmm. where they are spiritual only because really and truly they're either in denial of Mm-hmm. what is happening, uh, emotionally and mentally. Yeah. Um, or yeah, they just don't want to deal with what's happening emotionally and mentally. To I do.
0: think a lot of times in the, in the church, we try to, um, use spiritual means for everything. And like she said, you know, prayer is a weapon, therapy is a strategy. So both, pray and go to a therapist. Right. And so, you know, some people think, you know, we've seen these high emotional services. I'm spinning out of this. And, and, you know, you're still there. The the pain is still there. The unforgiveness is still there. The bitterness, the brokenness. And so we have to be realistic and realize sometimes it's time to put your dancing shoes up and sit on a couch and sit go to someone. Couch. Yeah. Go to someone that is a trained professional that can help you so that you can really begin the process of healing because I believe in counseling and deliverance, not one or the other, but both. We need both. And so we understand that de- deliverance is the supernatural power of God to deal with, uh, 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 you know, ungodly and demonic spirits and demonic forces. But counseling can come and deal with those erroneous thought patterns. Th- counseling can come to help you walk through unforgiveness. Counseling can come to help you really begin to sift through the things that are going in your mind uh, that those interpersonal pro- uh, processes and things that are private and no one knows but you and God. And so that's where counseling comes in to really help people to deal with what's happening on the, uh, on the inside, to get to the root of the problem, to deal with uh, erroneous thinking, or as we call in the spiritual realm, we'll say strongholds, and deal with all that stuff so that you can be in a position to continue to grow as a person because I, I just, it, it, it's such a need. And so I, I, I like what you said. I'm, I'm glad you, you mentioned that part because unfortunately we have to always tell people deliverance is not the end, it's the beginning. And so after you get off the altar, after that encounter, after you receive deliverance, now it's time to do the work of putting that person back. That person has to put their life together. They have to deal with the aftermath of whatever was, was going on in their life. Now you have to face it. And that's why I'm a proponent of people going to uh, professional licensed counselors.
1: And and my process was the opposite. I did therapy, <laughs> right? Um I did therapy first. Mhm. And you know, I didn't know nothing about no spiritual warfare, yeah. and deliverance and stuff like that. I ch- I changed I I I um went to another church. I changed to churches and it was like what what mm-hmm. what, what? <laughs> And I was a skeptic until I said, "All right, I'll do this." Yeah, I ain't no skeptic no more. Let me tell you, listen, right? Um, but there, there is room. There's a soup, like you said. There's a supernatural, and we got off on this tangent, but we're gonna talk about self care. There's a supernatural, you know, um, supernatural uh, uh, occurrence that happens with deliverance that only only the only god only jesus can do yeah when things aren't when things aren't working (laughs) medications aren't working when you know all that you've done it's just not working maybe it's a a deliverance issue um when when minds overload and um you're triggered by things and you know it's a it might be a therapy it's a therapy issue but they both mm. go hand in hand and i think we're talking specifically to the charismatic believer yeah. um and so there's a place for both but let's talk about um social excuse me self-care the domains of self-care as tips as takeaway tips for your for your audience, unless you want to stay here, I don't have no problem.
0: Well, I got, okay. So we got a couple minutes and we got to wrap up. So go ahead and share those tips. And then I want you to take a moment and let people know how they can connect with you how they can find you and um, different things like that. Somebody may say, hey, she's a coach, I need a coach. So yeah, so let us know what those domains are. I think we've got about five minutes left and then let people know how they can
1: connect with you. I sure will. So with um, self-care, We know that self care is important, and we know physical. There's physical. How are you sleeping? How your your health, exercise, Mm -hmm. social, and emotional friends. How do you nurture your relationships? There's mental. There's mental domain. Are you spending enough quiet time? Are you engaging in mental stimulus? mental stimulation spiritual we know connection with God going to church um do you have a healthy way and this is what we talked about as far as spiritual bypassing to process your emotions do you have emotional activities that get you recharged right like um DeAndre is um podcast. And w- and if you don't, what's your plan? If any of those domains are missing, what's your plan? So in order to get in contact with me, you can contact me at Char underscore Char at 1908 on Instagram. You can contact me at Dr. Charlene Allen Milton on Facebook. And if you would like to book a discovery call, you can do that on Acuity. Um, if you go to Char underscore Char1908, all of my links are in my bio, and feel free. I also have a event coming up on February 19th that uh, it's a work-life management six-week group. I only have six, 16 slots. It is for women who are struggling w- with work and life. Um, Allow me to help you with the EES method: educate, equip, and support. Mm-hmm. Allow me to help you get on the other side, of find peace, and maximize your life. Thank you so much, Dion- Deandre. Ann.
0: Thank you so much for being my guest today. This has been really, really good. I hate that we we had we lost a couple minutes in the beginning because of me, but. <laughs> This is very good, and I do think it's going to be helpful to somebody that may say, hey, I'm experiencing burnout, so that they know what to do, and then um, they may want to join your group uh, and get that support that they need to help them really learn how to prioritize and really balance. So thank you again.
1: And I forgot, I'm going to be at the, your conference, the, faith, faith, the, the Merge conference. I'm going to be know, right? at the Merge conference.
0: <laughs> So yeah I'm gonna be I'm gonna be talking more about that you know I'm definitely gonna be getting more uh stuff circulating and so I'm waiting for it to get a little a little closer before also. we start hitting hard yeah and okay. so um but yes the merge faith and mental health conference is coming up you can check out check out for details and look out for details um, on instagram the merge conference and then the website is www.themergeconference.com and so thank you to everyone that tuned in I love you guys and bye bye